I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with SwiftCover.com. For car insurance, don't wait in line, go online, get a life, get Swift covered. Absolute Radio. Welcome to the uh, Frank Skinner, I've already gone, uh, that's the terrible opening, Frank Skinner, abs- I don't know what they're called, the podcast of my show mm. on Absolute Radio. Don't mmm yet, I haven't Frank- introduced <laughs> you, Gareth. That was Gareth mmming <laughs> as an opening. Hello. And, uh, and Emily's here as well. Hello. And we do the show together. And uh, what what was on this week? Adrian Childs. Adrian he was Charles great. I loved Apprentice. him. Yes. Did you like him? Yeah, that was really good. Okay. Well, I'll um, I'll send him this tape so he knows that. And uh, and we had a, a phone in about restaurants. Yes, people texted about restaurants. Yeah, um, uh, they we, texted. And we talked we, about the South Bank. Yes, and and the biopic of this oh, yes. program, which <laughs> is being made as we speak, yes. with uh, Michael Sheen playing all three parts. <laughs> Yeah, well, Noel uh, Fielding is going to tr- is is trying out for my part, and Lucy Pinder is trying out for Emily, <laughs> the glamour she? model. Yeah. yeah, and I think we decided the Elephant Man would be playing yeah. me. It's going to take some getting. We'll have to get a deal with Michael Jackson. I think he's <laughs> he's got the scaffolding if he hasn't got the the meat. Hmm. Um, let, let's listen to the podcast. Absolute. This is Frank Skin on Absolute Radio, and I'm with my uh, associates, Emily and Gareth. Good morning to you. Good, good morning. Good morning. And uh, we're in central London, so anything could happen, because we've been told that... <laughs> in fact, that we just spoke to the newsman, Adrian, and he said... Opt- we said there's going to be 10,000 protesters, isn't there? And he said, opt to 10,000. Yeah. As if there's a limit on it. <laughs> no more. <laughs> sorry, sorry, no more. <laughs> we're full, like, like getting into a lift. <laughs> so that's worth knowing. Uh, and it's the England game today, but that's yeah. later on, so that'll be all right. That's at 5.15 if you're open to watch that. And uh, they've been in the news for all sorts of reasons this week, the England team. Yeah, some weird things. Yeah, um, John Terry's mom. Yeah. Um, that was a really strange story, wasn't it? In case you don't know this, uh, um, I think we have to throw allegedly in here somewhere. The, the, the Sun haven't done that on the cover, <laughs> the where they said John Terry's mom, Nick Pedigree Chom, <laughs> uh, unquote. Uh, but uh, so cute. I'm just so glad she did something that rhymed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think everybody should. Do that. <laughs> I think people should try and do things that have got a pun involved if they want to get in the papers. <laughs> but yet, apparently and allegedly, and who knows, uh, John Terry's mom and her mate Sue um, went shoplifting. Is that's what the story is? They They're went both, on a spree. Yeah. It's always a spree, it isn't a spree. it? In the tabloids. Should we go on a spree. Yeah. You fancy a spree today? Yeah, a spree would be good. <laughs> it's it's a bit difficult the double shoplifter one because because often they um, they say this thing like oh I've been I'm under a lot of stress just like you know the Winona Ryder type yeah. of thing. Yeah. But if there's two of you, if you do it, <laughs> then you're a gang, aren't you? Yeah, then exactly. Like your body and Clyde. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I, they, they stole some uh, some dog food. Though, as Emily pointed out, it couldn't have been Pedigree Chum because it's from Marks and Spencer's and they have their own brand, which I never knew. Well, exactly. But they also stole flip-flops and clingy leggings, apparently. Clingy leggings. (laughs) Not Klingon leggings. (laughs) I was speaking of which, actually. (laughs) Klingon. There's also another England football. Did you see that uh, Peter Crouch said that he got his robotic dance from uh, C-3PO? Oh, right. From studying, not from C-3PO in some sort of 
lesson. <laughs> That's quite bizarre, isn't it? So they were like, so tell us, Peter, what was the inspiration for the legendary <laughs> robot dance? A robot. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought it? I met... Um, I, you think I'm going to say Peter Krause, but I met <laughs> yeah. C-3PO. Oh, really? The man who plays him at That's a party That's a good once. name drop. Yeah, it is. I don't know what his real name is, but he wasn't in the suit or anything. Uh, Anthony a... something, isn't it? Yeah, it is Anthony something. And somebody said to me, that's C-3PO, and I said he doesn't look oh. tall enough, and he took exception <laughs> to it. Or um, golden enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I suppose he looks taller because he hangs around with R2-D2. <laughs> oh, they <laughs> fell out, though. They had a feud, which I love. What, the actors yeah. or, the, or the robots? The actors. Kenny Baker is yeah, in the, in the, that's in the right, dustbin. Yeah, they had a massive fallout. They Did don't they? speak anymore. Oh, no, that's yeah. terrible news. Oh, no, does that mean there's not going to be any more Star Wars films? <laughs> what a terrible... <laughs> I think they could probably replace it. That's what that's. Peter Crouch they could use, for yeah. example. No, I think it's... Uh... I'll tell you, I had... <laughs> this is a weird thing. I was walking along the South Bank, which is... Um, for all... I know we have listeners that aren't in London, mm. and uh, I apologise. I hate it when people on the radio talk as if everyone knows London. Uh, London, anyway, is a large conurbation in the southeast of England. And, and there's, there's a river, isn't there? Yeah, as well. and on the south and, bank. And of the that river. it's got two banks, the river. Yes, and I was walking along the south bank where they have lots of these like human statues and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. You know, those people that paint themselves gold. When I walk in in the morning, they're often spraying themselves and <laughs> sit around <laughs> talking. Yeah, it's quite a little community there. Oh, there's a lizard on a bicycle. Does it ruin the magic? One. No, I'm happy with it. It's, it's like being allowed into their private world. Anyway, I walked past the morning. There was a golden wizard on a plinth who's got, like, um, arm, telescopic arms. I'm not sure about him. I don't know who he's supposed to be. He moves. And he does that thing where they have like, those bird whistlers in your mouth. Going, OK. Like, that makes you better. And, um, and then they, on the other side was a bloke dressed as Darth Vader. And uh, the, as I walked past, the bloke dressed as Darth Vader, was saying, yeah, people think it's easy, but it's not. <laughs> and I thought, no, is he talking about standing there dressed as Darth Vader, which obviously is easy, or is it Darth Vader sort of in a very wistful moment talking about being evil? Do, do you think that he really wants his son to follow in his footsteps as a street performer is like, join me? <laughs> no, never, I'll never join you! Absolute. So I was on the South Bank and I passed Darth Vader. <laughs> and then I saw, honestly, one of the tallest blokes I've ever seen. I mean, it really, like, exceptionally Guinness Book of Records he taught. Uh, <laughs> And Freakishly I tall. No, well, that's that, not a nice word. No, but that's, that's the debate, you see. Me, me mm. and uh, We spoke about um, Peter Crouch earlier. Uh, me and David Baddiel had this long debate about at what height does tall stop being good and start <laughs> being bad? Because if you say, you know, tall, dark and handsome and all that, you, yeah. know, you think, oh, you're a tall guy. But then when you see someone who's a bit too tall, they yeah. start to move into the area that could be termed ridiculous. Yeah, it's a bit freak show. And this bloke, and he, he looked like a perfectly healthy bloke. He had a girlfriend with him who was less tall, obviously. Scut that would have been scut terrified. Scuttling around his heels. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was quite tall, but not okay. compared to him. <laughs> she could have easily caught an earring on his belt buckle. <laughs> but um, he, had a, he had quite a small head, right? Right. And I, I noticed this, because Peter Crouch, I think, has got quite a small head as well. Now, has he? I, Did I, he have a small head, or was it just because it was very far away? Well, no, he, well, that's <laughs> what I wondered, you see, because I passed quite close to him, and I thought, no, you have got a small head. But, of course, 
People I pass close to normally, their head is quite close to mine, mm. but his was a distant <laughs> object. So unless I'd asked him to kneel, which I imagine he gets quite a lot, yeah, um, I'd never have known. What are but, we talking? Six, seven? Oh, I, it's hard to say, really. I mean, he was. We were near the um, the wheel, the Millennium Wheel, right. as I like to call it. And, uh, and was he, he was, he was than taller that? than that. <laughs> he was easily. He was tapping on the pods and frightening people. <laughs> By the way, we were talking last week about our podcasts, which uh, our podcasts are available on uh, iTunes. And uh, last week, we were celebrating the fact we were number 61 in the charts, <laughs> just above French Made TV. Or was it just below French Made TV? I, I think it was just below, but that's OK. Yeah. But no, we, can you believe it? We've gone up to number six. I was really excited by that. This is a course of... Oh, don't tell me like you already knew. Well, this is what they do on the radio. They tell, <laughs> tell each other things they already know and they pretend they've just found out. It's like when I said hello to you this morning, like I hadn't seen you until you suddenly turned up at the studio. Don't break people. Let them dream. OK, For fair God's enough. Sake. Yes, number six. Brilliant. <laughs> well In acted. your face, everyone else. Not In everyone. your face. Everyone is that, else. Is that, no, is not that not a, a child's... Saying <laughs> a child saying, well, you know, youth. I'm a bit more great. Um, yes, in your face. That's all you say. To someone, if you know, if in, you a, have an in, a, in an arrogant way, <laughs> if you want to. Because a guy the other night, I, I did him a favour, and he said to me, uh, "Thanks for doing me a solid." What's that? <laughs> yeah, I was as a laboratory at the time, having my colon tested. Oh, God. <laughs> Speaking of which, we we all we went for when we started this show, and um, this is the kind of life we lead. We went. To a kind of posh restaurant to uh, so actually Gareth you weren't on board at the point so you didn't you didn't come no I was probably in McDonald's yeah exactly <laughs> uh, we found you I think yeah. uh, but me and Emily went to a posh restaurant and um, I, I tell you, the first thing that worried me is that I, I just asked Emily to do this music show with me and uh, we got into the restaurant and the first thing she said to the waitress was excuse me can you turn the music down <laughs> which was, I I, I would can't never. abide music <laughs> I don't like the music, but I felt it was a little loud. Would you never say that to someone? I, I, I mean, I think I'm a fairly good complainer in restaurants, but I would, ne I could never really? say the music is too loud. You don't have a strong enough sense of entitlement. I think that's the problem. I well, think no, that's you, you've, you've got that. I yeah. know. <laughs> but uh, well, I, I used to be incredibly intimidated. In um, the first posh restaurant I ever remember going in, there was, there was an American. Uh, um, waiter who was quite camp mm. and I said to me I'll, I said to him I'll have the chicken a la grec please <laughs> I said but instead of the dauphinoise potatoes which I didn't know what they were I said could I have um, french fries with that and I said french fries rather than chips to sound more sophisticated <laughs> so I said I'll have the chicken a la grec and the french fries and he said right would you like that on a plate or in a basket <laughs> it's just, uh. god I felt I shriveled into a terrible crouton like <laughs> I told being. you yeah but you're good in restaurants I was in a restaurant only the other day with Emily and she said oh, can no. I I'll have the rocket and parmesan please <laughs> and uh, no onions yeah but I have a fear of onions. Why bring up onions in that conversation? Because I've had so many slip-ups with chives before. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all have to. By the way, Adrian Chives is our guest on the show tonight. There's a link and a heart. What do you mean you've had slip-ups with chives? I can't really... It's I hate onions and chives. I really... It will ruin my whole meal if I have to eat them or if they're anywhere near the food. But do you say it about every meal? Yes, I do. If I go to France, I go sans oignons. 
it's what I say all the time, the first thing when I walk into a restaurant. A cappuccino, sans <laughs> oignon. <on-yon. laughs> the trouble is with sans oignon, it, actually, I could, it, it actually starts to hurt my mouth after a bit. There's too much... <laughs> I want no onions and I want to eat in absolute silence. <laughs> Turn the music off. Shut those people up. I don't want those people talking while I'm eating my no onions. Can you believe think... I'm single? It's extraordinary, isn't it? Incredible. You know, I think the didgeridoo began because of so- someone saying <laughs> sans <laughs> oignon. <laughs> Can I have sans oignon? <laughs> <laughs> it was French travellers over there. Although, to be fair to you, yeah. I, I um, was in a... Um, a sushi place for my girlfriend, and mm-hmm. she said, um, I'll have the carrot juice. And they brought it over, and she said to me, there's orange juice in this. Mm. And I said, oh, don't be ridiculous. And she said, no, no there's, there's orange juice. And we called the waitress over, and she said, I think there's orange juice in this. And the waitress said, yes, we put uh, orange juice because people don't like too much carrot juice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so just, that was the explanation. So she was right, my girlfriend. She's yeah. always right, of course. Absolute. So we were talking about um, restaurants, is mm. what we were talking about. I, I'm quite... You know, people do these phone... We, we, we've been sitting around, me, uh, Gareth and Emily. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, in case you've tuned in and, and think there's something wrong with the sound. Um, and uh, we were talking about... We want people to, you know, to phone and text in and stuff. So uh, we're talking about things that they could phone in and text about. Because I hate it when they pe- people just say, text and what your favourite colour is. It doesn't seem much point, that, no. to me. Uh, but uh, we were talk- We got to the point... I wrote this down as a note, and I don't know how we got there, and it said, what's the most evil man you've ever buried in a field? <laughs> Which would be one of the great radio phonings <laughs> of all time. I'd have thought late night sort of talk radio. You'd get quite a lot of responses to that. Mm. So if you've got any grave diggers listening, <laughs> please phone in with the most evil man you've ever buried. But if you if you don't, uh, <laughs> people will know. Then we'll be frightened. Yeah. <laughs> if you've had any restaurant um, funny things, um, I'm always interested to hear that. Obviously, you can phone us uh, at Absolute Radio on. Uh, 033 I can't say any of these twice because we're the home of no repeat guarantee, so you'll have to just bear with me. You can text us on 81215 or you can email us through the Absolute uh, Radio website, which is absoluteradio.co.uk slash Frank Skinner. So Jim has already said, um, I'm with Emily, I hate onions too, and will inspect every meal in case a rogue onion has crept in. Keep up the good work, Jim. So that's a possible man for you, I like, Emily. The, I like the sound of Jim. Well, snogging would be good. Mm. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, onions is, is always a bit of a, a oh, no-go. I can never date a man who ate onions. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's extreme. When you advertise in the personal column, I'm assuming you do, <laughs> where most people put no smoker, do you put song on your... <laughs> I just put S-O. By the way, I, can I apologise? The show began so smoothly, it's the best start we've had by mm. a mile. And then just as I brought the last record on, Gareth went, Mama! <laughs> just as it was Mama. coming in. Yeah, I mean, I presume you were going to say something else, but it was yeah. slightly... Uh, people have think I've got a small lab in here that I'm squeezing <laughs> while the music is on. Right, now where's he gone? <laughs> What was you going to say? Can you remember? I was going to say that my mum in restaurants is a nightmare because she always, like, has terrible buyer's remorse. She always goes, I could have made it better than this. I could have done... <laughs> the first time we ever went out for a, a, a meal with my wife, Laura, 
um, we went to an Italian restaurant and my mum had spaghetti carbonara and she said oh mine's better than this my spaghetti carbonara is better than this <laughs> and after we'd eaten we went home and straight away she went and made her own spaghetti <laughs> carbonara said look taste this taste this this is better than that look isn't it just to prove oh, I had a bit of an incident in a restaurant on uh, Mother's Day which was last week which was it was with the waitress because my, I was with my mum and my sister and my brother-in-law and my niece and when I got there, they'd all be... Well, that's the dramatic personality <laughs> of this anecdote sorted out. I've got out. to give you the cast list. No, I've, I, I can see them sitting there. It's relevant. OK. Because as I arrived, my mum and my sister had champagne. And I said, oh, I'd like one of those to the waitress when she came over and asked for my drink. And she said, the champagne is complimentary for mums. Are you a mother? And I felt so angry at the thought of having to spend £7.50 because I forgot to have children in the 90s, basically. <laughs> so I said, yes, I am a mum. Oh, you never did. I did, I did, really defiantly, in a way that you would never say if you actually were a mum. Yeah. And my niece, who's eight, looked at me with such horror and kind of pity that I'd lied to get the free she'll champagne. Prob- she'll probably look back at e- uh, that as the end of her childhood. <laughs> yeah. you know, exactly. When I so realized... did you get the champagne? Well, no, then she continued to cross-examine me and she went, are you sure you're a mum? In this kind of jokey way. It was horrendous. <laughs> she didn't ask for a year inspection. <laughs> no. What was the inspection? I couldn't change my story by then. So You stopped with it and got the free champagne. I got the free champagne. And my mother made some excuse and said, her daughter's not with us, which sounded like I'd left my child home alone on Mother's Day, which is even worse. That's as bad as when I, I lied at a, at a dolphinarium. <laughs> Which I think I might call the third volume of my autobiography. <laughs> I lied at a dolphinarium by Frexian. Now, I was... Uh, they, they said, is it anyone's birthday? And the dolphins will sing you happy birthday. And I thought, well, look, I, 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 I don't want to miss out on this. The truth is, of course, they were going to sing happy birthday anyway, I imagine. Yeah, and yeah. They probably haven't got a huge repertoire, have they? No, and then, <laughs> and then the... Uh, this child put his hand up. I, I, I presume he was telling the truth. So w- we shared the happy birthday. Um, I think that uh, I like the way I slightly diminished him being centre of attraction by lying. But and then and then the dolphins went, and it was uh, it was very. I thought it was quite emotional. Do you know that dolphins are the only sea creature that's saddened by lying? Is so that they, right? So they they will have known. I didn't do it on poor voice. <laughs> Absolute. Have you moved house yet, Gareth? No, we're just about to move. Oh, moving is so stressful. I am um, my. I had to. I've been putting it off, and I don't want to talk about it. And the other night, my wife cornered me in the bath. Right. So she suggested Do you have corners in your bath. <laughs> well, sounds very uncomfortable. More... Is it some sort of crate. <laughs> some. Um, more of a more of an end, but uh, yeah, like she suggested we have a bath, and I thought, oh, that would be a nice relaxing thing to do together. Then she started questioning me about the move, and it turned into the bath of Inquisition. Oh, and- it's like that one in the Reader with <laughs> yeah. um, Kate Winslet. Yeah, and you just feel you've got you feel naked, and well, you are naked. <laughs> you are naked. Unless you like those nuns that wear a swimming costume in the yeah, back. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to discover you are. <laughs> Well, I, I I don't know about you. I've always found that's one of the most disappointing things that should be exciting but aren't is mm. bathing yeah. with a member of the opposite sex or with your own sex if you like. Yeah, that. I but don't. With a, with a I don't like. I just think no offense, guys, 
but men are quite... I don't Be know. careful where you're going. This, this is morning radio. <laughs> no, but there's just too many big hairy limbs. It's like sort of a shire horse in the bath or something. It just feels yeah. really uncomfortable. Yeah, I ain't bathing with a shire horse. <laughs> yeah. I find, oh, man, you can't get... You, you don't bathe with them, you bathe amongst them. That's, that's the bottom line. No, yeah. I don't. And no, I, was, it's just, I, was, yeah. I get hot. I get really yeah, no, sweaty. I, I nice. want to get in the bath. I want to clean everything meticulously and then get out. I don't want. I, I'm not a, a, one of those people who soak or wallow. No. I don't like that at and all. And there's not really space for enough movement or anything. And Laura's quite scared of drowning. So she, yeah, we don't. She's, get, she's not scared of bath. drowning. It's just bath, like sitting there. And the thing was, I was getting more and more stressed because I felt like, well, this isn't going to work. And then when we checked my diary, I couldn't do any of the dates she said. <laughs> But the thing about having that sort of Did you check it while you were still in the <laughs> no, well, Obviously, I had to get out. But the problem with a bath inquisition of that sort is that, you know, you haven't got your diary with you. No. You can't take that. Well, exactly. So you're not able to commit. No, it's not a good... It's not a good place to do admin. I like that the bath inquisition has become a common practice now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if only the Spanish inquisition, had, if, if it had happened in Bath in the West Country, that's we would have all known that phrase. Yeah. Well. No, I don't. I tell you something else as well, and this is I. I think I might be betraying a confidence here, but my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. It's all right. She's in Romania this weekend. Yeah. So and say, when she we also shower differently. We never shower together, and I notice. When I shower, I don't know if this is just me or men or it's just my girlfriend who's different, but when I get in the shower, I clean every part very thoroughly. I start at the top and work my way down, end on the feet, right? Right. Uh, and And then I rinse and get out. That's what I do. Whereas my girlfriend just seems to stand in there. She's like somebody waiting for a bus where there happens to be hot water running down. I don't see her actually... Cleaning no, anything. that's a girl thing. I totally do that as well. You just stand in the yeah, shower. Is that what you have to do? I don't attack myself like a scouring with a scouring brush or something. I just, you know, I know, the... I've seen men do that. They sort of clean underneath their their feet and stuff. Yes, we clean underneath <laughs> our feet. What's the bottom of your feet like then? Terrible, callous. <laughs> oh, I don't even want to think about it. Absolute. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily and Gareth. And uh, we're asking people about things that have happened to them in restaurants. And I'll never really sound like a DJ saying that. <laughs> hey, uh, and you can phone us on uh, 033012321215 or text us on 81215 or you can email us through the Absolute Radio website. Cool. Uh, and Katie G says it was my mate's, it was a mate's birthday and we went out to a restaurant. It was the one where they have speakers in the toilets and they play those learner language tapes. And my friends didn't know this. She went in, <laughs> heard the tape, screamed, and set the fire alarms off. The whole place was evacuated. Hold oh, just a minute. <laughs> I think this needs pulling apart. For a start off, I've never been in a restaurant toilet where they play learn language tape. No. Yeah, no, you sure it just wasn't Emily in one of the cubicles going songs <laughs> on your over yeah. and over? I will not have music if you're anything else. <laughs> Maybe some. La- I'm learning Spanish. <laughs> You're making me sound horrible. So she shouted, she screamed, and the fire alarms went off. Is she a dragon? (laughs) (laughs) How does screaming make the fire alarms go off? Um, Karen from Windsor says... Um, <laughs> Hold on, you, that sorry. wasn't a rhetorical question. <laughs> How did she do that? Oh, what, what, she called the lady Katie G or something? Katie G. Yeah, fancy me remembering that. That was yeah, brilliant. Well, like well Katie, if you can give us any more details, if get your friend to phone up and we'll see if we can set the fire alarms off at Absolute Radio. <laughs> 
Um, what, what's the next one? Sorry, Karen from Windsor. She says, after Genius last night, you were on Genius last night, Frank, weren't you? I was on we Genius tell last people night. That. Talking about it's no good telling them now. Um, they can watch it on the iFlat. My daughter and her friend are planning to get their math teachers to do the dance thing for sponsorship. This could be a new trend. Great show, by the way. Best reason for waking up earlier on a Saturday. Now, that, that could be a slogan. I like yeah. it. The That's best good. reason for waking up earlier on a Saturday. What's she called? Karen from Windsor. And, and, and I think every time we say it, we have to credit Karen from Windsor. <laughs> Funny. What is it? The best reason for waking up earlier. <laughs> yeah, earlier. Oh, see, earlier. Would it it's be early? Would that be better? Karen, if you could, cumbersome, if you could text it? in early, early <laughs> on a Saturday, that would sound just more elegant. But this is nice because Karen's made a suggestion and we've workshopped it. Yeah, no, that's very good. And um, Emily's downstairs neighbour. Oh, he's lovely, my neighbour, Rowley. Yeah, says we're doing a good job. And um, she also says that... Um, Do you, Emily... Does she mean doing a good job on the radio or as a neighbour? <laughs> <laughs> excellent work. From what I've heard, you're being an ex... Um, yeah, she says um, that you've been invited to take part in a 10k run on the 25th of May, Emily. Oh, Emily's going to take part in a 10k... <laughs> that I have to... See in heels. I'm not doing that. I've got glittery bronze shoes on. Can you imagine yeah, you're me doing change. a 10k run? Have no. you ever run, ever? No, hell no. <laughs> you ran. I was holding the. I held the door open to you on the way in today, and because you were quite, you did run. Did you hear me you clip clopping down run. the street? Yeah, you, but you, you see, did that's a little canter. I find you get to a certain age where people holding the door open for you isn't a favour anymore oh, because you have to, I find I have to scurry towards it, and I think, why don't you just let me take my own time? I can open a door. Don't patronise me. Absolute. Guess what? Adrian Chives <laughs> has arrived. <laughs> Da, da, da. See, I know the music. <laughs> yes, okay. That's enough for that, isn't it? It's Romeo and Juliet, isn't it? Is it Romeo and Juliet? Yeah, no, it's definitely Adrian Charles. I know him anyway. <laughs> that's, uh, that's Sir Alan Sugar's music. If he's listening, he won't be happy you've used that to introduce me. Well, it's, it's, it is Prokofiev, though. I don't think he can claim I it. I think he's bought the rights up to it. Did you say the thing that Barbara Windsor in the paper said she'd run away from Alan Sugar because he looked too much like Sid James? Did you hear that? <laughs> she said she went to dinner and she she looked at him and she couldn't. It, it reminded her too much of Sid. She couldn't stand it. It was like Banquo's ghost. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Except Banquo's ghost didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Sugar doesn't do that either, by the way. No, he's, uh, he's quite scary, isn't he? I Alan quite Sugar. fancy Alan Sugar. Do, I, I yeah, said too God. much, haven't I? That's really weird. That's two blokes you've claimed that you fancy, Alan Sugar and Henry VIII. <laughs> it's funny you should say that, because, you know, there's a, there's a footballer called Bob Taylor who scored a lot of goals for West Brom in his career, and his, uh, his girlfriend is absolutely obsessed with Sir Alan Sugar, has erotic dreams about him. Really? And yeah, and she came to the uh, the final show last year and told him all about it. It's the only time I've been I've seen him... Just stuck for words. He just he plain didn't know what to say. Lady Sugar looked on bewildered. But uh, yes, Bob Taylor's girlfriend is obsessed with Sir Alan Sugar. Lady and Sugar sounds like somebody who should do dance tracks, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> should be a DJ. So I, I've got a confession to make. Yeah. Um, I've I've never seen The Apprentice. You can rectify that at any time. The DVD's available now. Right. Well, I I kind of I I nearly saw some the other night. It started, but then something happened in my household. Oh, okay. But I saw it. Kind of worried me. I tell you what puts me off it, and yeah. I, obviously it's a major hit. So we're not bringing you on to slay my favourite show ever. Exactly. So uh, I, I, nothing I say can kind of uh, I'm chipping away at a mighty edifice. <laughs> I think you'd agree. But um, it seemed to be a lot of business people. 
Yeah. Now, I've spent most of my life avoiding business people. I, I, if I stay in hotels on tour and have breakfast, there's always someone on the next table saying, yeah, I was talking to uh, Dave Green in sales, <laughs> and he says the uh, Melco deal is going to be 10K. Yeah. And I always think, I'm so glad my life isn't about that. But yeah. they're all like that on there, aren't they? Well, they, they sort of are, but I think the beauty of it is that you see these kind of people, if you like, and I'm certainly sort of less disparaging about that kind of people than you are, but I think you'd see those kind of people taken out of their comfort zone. And yeah. uh, and yeah, the, the results are quite spectacular. Also, you get people who plainly, I think, are competent in their day-to-day lives, and you just see them completely losing the plot and just making stupid decisions. I think it's a bit like it's a bit like uh, when uh, when us two watch the football and we we look at some player and say, "Oh, why has he done that? Why has he done that?" You know, well, it's easy from where we sit. Do you know what I mean? I just think no, it's yeah. it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> In case you don't know, me and Andrew both support a team yeah. called West Bromwich Albion, who are bottom. Not only are they bottom of the Premiership, yeah. but they've been bottom... Since November. So long, they've got ivy growing up. Them. <laughs> yeah, so it's... it's um, I don't want to say we're doomed on air, but it's it's looking bleak at the moment. It is, yes. You don't care, do you, Emily? Um, what about West, West Bromwich? No. I'm not, I care more about The Apprentice. Right. Yeah. I want to ask you something. Go, Go on, on, ask something. Well, I just want to know, do you... Because I don't think Alan Sugar's always right. I think his choices are a bit rubbish sometimes. Like the Badger, who was a couple of seasons ago now, don't you think she should have won rather than the woman with no eyebrows? Um, in, uh... Well, in, you know, do, they the, have, do they have code names? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it like CB Radio? <laughs> it is. That sounds like a Bond yeah, film, doesn't it? it? Is, yeah, the yeah. woman with no eyebrows. Does she work in the furnace <laughs> industry? <laughs> but Adrian knows what I mean. Yes. Uh, What's well, with the benefit of hindsight? You know, maybe, but... It's, just, I think they were they were both comp- confident. I don't think he's got. I don't think he's got any regrets about that. But he's based. You know, he can. He, he goes on. You know what he's been told has happened that day, and what Nick and Margaret, what Nick and Margaret have told him. Um, so. Uh, and who do you think this year? Who have you got? Who's your money on? Uh, well, I think. Oh no, I think one of the. I've got an idea. One, of, I don't know any more than you. Actually, I know. Okay. I know. I've seen. I've seen two shows. I've seen next week's already, and uh, I've been wrong every year so far. There's one bloke. I won't even say who it is actually, but there's one bloke who's. I've got my. Uh, Phil. I've got my eye on. Uh, no, it's not Phil. There's a man who looks like John Terry, and there's also. Oh, no, I feel so alienated. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Can I just play something that makes me feel all at home and familiar? Oh, no, it's not the four. Oh, don't oh, say that. <laughs> it is the four. Absolute. That was the fall with spoilt Victorian child. Did you enjoy that, Adrian? Uh, I, I automatically felt of being on the M40 going to <laughs> going to West Brom, or even worse, going on the way back. The last thing you really need to hear in those circumstances is the fall. Although <laughs> there's somebody worse, there's somebody worse he's put on than that. When we lost, we lost a dismal game at Birmingham City a couple of years ago, and he put something on called Bright Back Morning Light, which truly is suicide music. <laughs> I, mean, I liked it, don't get me wrong, but at that moment, as we as we drove through East Birmingham trying to get back on the motorway, <laughs> oh, bright my back car, my music. That's what I said. If you want to calm yourself down a bit, you're feeling a bit too happy for your own good. Stick Bright Back Morning Light on. <laughs> Yeah, God. <laughs> if only we'd got them yeah. in there. So uh, that was my, the first fall track I ever heard. That was what. That's what started my obsession. I quite like that song, though. You see, they're growing on you, Em. Aren't I they? know. No, but I like Sport Victorian Child because I think that's what I was in a past life. Yeah, I'm almost <laughs> certain of that. I should say that Emily's very lovely. She's coming over as a bit of a, a sort of wag on, yeah. on this not- show. <laughs> 
But she's, I don't know if you can see her on the webcam anyway. Are you on the webcam? We've never worked well, I've put enough makeup on that I really hope I have. <laughs> I think she's on webcam three. There's different webcams. Oh, is that? Okay. Oh, it's like player cam on Sky. Yeah. So Hello, I, I, I was watching you last night, Adrian, and, and yeah. on the one show, and now I'm very paranoid about salt. Yeah. It was... You must... If you do the one show, you must learn loads and loads yeah. of stuff. Every time I watch it, I'm really educated. Well, I think you're a bit like a, a GP compared to a consultant. A consultant knows, you know, a lot about a little. You know, GPs know a little about a lot. I know almost nothing about about everything now. You know, you just pick up <laughs> one, one thing about salt, which is a truly extraordinary fact, that a, one bowl of cornflakes with milk contains more salt than a bag of ready-salted crisps. I think that is... Truly incredible. I was worried about the sugar in kids in kid in kids cereal. I don't know how you can. I don't know how they're allowed to sell that. How are they allowed to sell cereal with so full of sugar? But in fact, the salt's even worse. It's just give up the salt, everybody. Well, you're making a good living out of a cereal that's so yeah. full of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> now the salt thing really shot me. It's bad for you, isn't it? Salt. It's, it's extremely bad. And it showed you things that you'd never think had salt in, and they're packed with it. And now I'd, there's nowhere to go. Like you said, you couldn't yeah. really even avoid salt because it's mm. in stuff. It's probably in onions. Mm. <laughs> it's it's, it's, onions got that feeling about them. It, one should we, six grams is what we should be having, and we're having nine grams at the moment, so we need to reduce it by 50%. But you see, you learn all sorts of see, stuff. See, one pork pie with Branston pickle is nearly your entire daily salt intake. Really? Wow. And I've had four or five of them at one sitting <laughs> in the past. With this morning beer. already? Yeah. Had with pork scratchings. I, I get through two or three of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, no. I don't ask. I don't ask. Oh, you are base, you are Lot's wife. Yeah. You basically are salt. <laughs> yeah. Not this weekend though. No salt for me. For I me. always feel there are there aren't enough uh, New Testament, Old Testament references on Absolute Radio. <laughs> Lot's wife, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the of salt. Absolute. Oh man, I'm hitting all the right buttons today. That was Lily Allen. Uh, the fi- I'm like I feel like Rick Wakeman. Doing his one of his eye spectaculars. The single most astonishing thing I'll see this weekend is you driving your own desk in a radio studio. This man can't operate his own sat nav. <laughs> no, that is true. And this is going to fall off air, surely. <laughs> fall off air? Yeah. Is, that, is that a technical term? Oh, I believe it is. I, I think the fall should stay off air. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you are <yes>. fired. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. The four, by the way, oh, thanks for reminding me, are playing uh, in Cambridge um, on really? Tuesday night. Oh, and they're playing... Uh, yes, <laughs> you, I'm warning you. <laughs> um, and they're playing in uh, Camden in North London on Wednesday night at Coco. I've got a terrible mm. dilemma because the four are at uh, Coco in Camden mm-hmm. and uh, England are playing in a World Cup qualifier. So what I'm going to do, I'm splitting the difference. I'm going to watch the first half of the England game, go and watch the four, and then come back and watch it on tape. Frank, you've got enough money to start your own radio station. Just start Fall FM. <laughs> Just start it. Oh, what a dream that You're going to bring Absolute to its knees. <laughs> but you're not playing the four, you're talking about them. OK. It's niche appeal. <laughs> well, and people will only listen in the autumn as well. Yeah. <laughs> American people. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm trying to remember how we met, Adrian. It's it. I can't. I I believe that we uh, we went to see uh, we went to see a Villa West Brom game for match of the day too, and uh, I came round your place and uh, and picked you up and we drove we drove up there together. I was very much in order, Frank. Haven't admired his work for a. Uh, that's, that's gone. It now, sounds yeah. like a really sweet date that you came round to his place it and was. picked him I, up. I couldn't believe you actually knew who I was. That was. Uh... Oh no, it wasn't. It was at the Albion when you'd done an interview for that program I did about Ron Atkinson. 
Oh, okay. After the Desai business, and you yeah. did an interview for us, then I met you in the uh, I met you in the press room at the album. It was a very beautiful moment. But you'd been on business lunch for years, which yeah. I'd never seen. Working obviously. lunch, working lunch. Oh yeah. yes, oh, I'd see already a terrible <laughs> faux pas. Mm, that too. proves I didn't see it. Yeah. Do you, do you have fans say, oh, why aren't you doing that anymore? Yeah, you know, that's, they hadn't... You've sold out. You, yeah, you used to be about the business. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, they, uh, they had a very small but very loyal viewership. You know, mm. I did that for 13 years. It was incredible the amount of people who did watch it at some, uh, some stage or other. But even devoted fans, people who taped every show, who could quote things that happened 11 years ago, called it business lunch, just working lunch, never stopped. <laughs> Everyone called it business lunch. Well, I'm sure it's no coincidence that the very moment you stopped doing it, the country fell into a terrible recession. <laughs> <laughs> so without your advice yeah. on a regular basis, it, it's been a complete nightmare. Mm. Is there, are there any celebrities who... Because I don't have many celebrity friends. There's basically, mm. I think it's you and David Baddiel just mm. about. I can't think of any others off the top of my head who were close. Is there any celebrities... Who, you know, like Michael Caine, saw, yeah. he saw this coffee advert... And he thought, oh, I really fancy that woman. And the story was he was in a pub and he said, oh, I love that woman on that coffee advert, but I'm not going all the way to Brazil. And the bloke said she lives in Croydon or something like yeah. that. And he, he got in touch. And you, I think Sylvester Stallone did it. He got someone to get in touch. But that's usually, like, for courtship. But yeah. I wonder if celebrities get in touch, like, you know, to be friends. Mm. If you could, is there anyone who you quite fancy as a celebrity friend you've never met? Um... Uh, I'm trying to think. Parky, I think. I need him more as a kind of a father figure, I think. <laughs> and I've met, I've met him a couple of times. So, uh, but I didn't. I see, I get to meet them all because they all come. They all come through the one show doors. You see, get, to, you get Parky, to cruise on the yeah. show. No, Parky's advertising death on yeah. daytime television. That's put me off. You know those adverts What's when you that? get you get a free pen. It's it's like old people <laughs> adverts. <laughs> And I don't know quite what it is, it's but get, you know, it's life it, pays you, it pays your funeral oh, yeah. bills yeah. and There's all that. one with June Whitfield in a cinema as well, which is really depressing. Yeah, but yeah. you get a, you always get a free pen. That, that Lewis, the <laughs> pensioners, oh, free pen. That'll be good at the bingo. Yeah, you don't have to sign. It's a good deal, actually, Frank, because you don't have to, you get the free pen just for inquiring. You don't actually have to sign up to it. You should so be doing business lunch, so oh, you've spotted yeah. a good deal. Absolutely. <laughs> right off. And you'll get this pen that will last longer than you. <laughs> 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 Lifetime guarantee. <laughs> 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 that's so that's cruel <laughs> but I liked yes, it, it yeah. uh, did you see the old woman who drove around Brands Hatch this week it was 107 and she drove around and the driver took her around they put a, a full face crash helmet on her and uh, <laughs> as Gareth was saying yeah, before yeah terrible because those those helmets are really like tight over your ears yeah. you know and you think with an old person you're scared a head will come off yeah, oh 107, yeah. it looked like E.T. E but the, the bloke drove around at 108 miles an hour, which really spoilt the whole yeah. thing. So anyway, my one... The heads, I don't think old people's heads do come off do like that. I think you're worrying okay, unnecessarily there. That's <laughs> 107 miles an hour. You should do this on the one show, yeah. do a feature. Old, yeah. old ladies' heads, when will they come off? Yeah. Yep. Do old people have to be careful not having specially tight helmets? <laughs> uh, it's, it's something to worry about. It's, it's, Sorry, isn't it like the top coming off their free pen? <laughs> In so many ways. Absolute. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with my usual gang, Emily and Gareth, but also Adrian Childs. Or Adrian Chives, as we've now discussed. There was a reference book, and I was referred to as Adrian Chives in it once, and uh, that's kind of stuck with me for a while, and I, I just shed it, and now it turns around, you've got to think about Chives, haven't you, Emily? <laughs> oh, chives? I can't bear them. Really? Absolutely. In fact, don't even mention them, Adrian. Chives and onions. 
right. believe the phrase is sans ennui. <laughs> but leaks then. Leaks presumably been the well, same. They're okay, yeah. but it's still the same family. You're going to keep going with these slightly <laughs> sharp vegetables. <laughs> but for sure what else is there in the onion bulb family? <laughs> shallot. Well, there's our shallot. Yeah. <laughs> That's shallot. Exactly. <laughs> we had a, we had a, we had a text from someone. They said last night I thought I heard an onion singing Bee Gees songs in my fridge, but when I opened the door, it was just a chive talking. <laughs> oh, now you've dragged this. Did you have to read that? Out? That'll be in your act. <laughs> it fits so thematically. I couldn't resist. Now, well, well done. I like it. Do you think people can tell me and you apart on the radio, Adrian? Uh, is it just sort of somebody going? <laughs> I think well, anybody from uh, anybody from the West Midlands would tell us apart. Elsewhere, they'd probably they'd probably struggle. But you've, you've got you've got proper working class roots. I've got in, I've got impeccable middle class credentials on the quiet. So <laughs> yeah, but to an outsider, I should say someone is probably thinking, I better guess hasn't turned up, and Frank's doing both parts <laughs> <laughs> in this interview. <laughs> Because we've got sound-alikes on the show. We've got um, people phoned in didn't they, to say that Gareth... Who do you sound like, Yeah, Gareth? well, someone, um, Sean, working in Docklands, said, is that him from Mighty Boosh? Right. So I oh, they must mean Noel. That Noel Fielding, yeah. Because the other one is from... How, He's the one who looks like Elvira. <laughs> yeah, that's a cool person yeah, to no, sound that's, like. That's, He's yeah. much loved by the girls. Yes. And the one that you sound like, apparently, is much loved by the, the men. Yeah. Yeah. Richard in Taunton is Emily the twin sister of Lucy Pinder. <laughs> well, but, well, but does he mean your voice or does he mean your well, I don't appearance? know, I was going to say, if you were going to say you had something in common with a glamour model, I don't think voice would be in my top three <laughs> list start, of shared right? attributes. It's yeah. a very different webcam, isn't it, that, that would be? <laughs> well, it must be terribly distorted in some way. <laughs> I, so you, you just like, I mean, no disrespect to Lucy Pinder, I, you know, I, mm. I'm a, a great lover of all things Pinderial. Yeah. But um, you just seem, I don't imagine she's got your sophisticated outlook very kind on of life. You. But I could well, be now, wrong. After I was told that this week, the producer did flag that up and I went home and I Googled, I typed in Lucy plus Pinder plus boys. And I swear on my life, the first thing that came up on the search result was Lucy Pinder dash the most irritating voice in Britain. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you must be right up there. (laughs) So um, it's it's. You were just saying, Adrian, it's nice not to have a West Brom game, isn't it, on a weekend? Beautiful. (laughs) You can really relax. You know, you know, if a club goes bankrupt and so you know, there's loads of people sort of crying and everything, and it's what a terrible. I mean, I'd be there and I'd, you know, I'd front the campaign and probably end up trying to buy the club to save it. But a bit of me would actually be quite glad when I just wouldn't have to worry about it anymore. You know, do you mind the Albion didn't exist? It would be. It would get out clause. I'd never take on another club either. No. I'd be one of those blokes oh, who's no, like, you, just, you know, your wife died and then you just live a, like a mournful life. batch. I'd yeah. be like the Queen Victoria <laughs> in football. Right, there probably is no Albion. You might as well enjoy life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we don't want to make it too in. <laughs> the so Albion, will be, the fall. What will you be got? switching your lights off at 8.30 tonight? Because I should point out that uh, it, it's, an, it's an important night um, in that it's Earth Hour. Yeah. Just to, to, to celebrate um, saving energy and all that. At 8.30 tonight, you're supposed to switch your lights off for an hour. Right. I'll Go be on. driving at the time, but so what? <laughs> I've got... Uh, that's, that'll be my excuse in court. Adrian, it's been great seeing you, as you, always. And I'm going to start watching The Apprentice, as from this week. Right. Good day to you. Thank you. Absolute. Kings of Lyon. Or perhaps, Emily, you'd say Lyon. <laughs> and uh, Sex on Fire. We're trying to work out what that song's actually about. 
I think it sounds rather unpleasant, personally. Yeah, it sounds like you should get some cream for that, shouldn't you? Oh, God, that's sexist. (laughs) It's really flaming up. (laughs) So we were talking about... uh, I'm going to see the the Damn United uh, this weekend, which is Michael Sheen's latest um, acting. Well, actually, he's sort of the new Mike Yarwood, isn't he? He doesn't do... (laughs) He doesn't do real acting, he does impressions. Impressions is, for grown-ups. I think every film should start with him with his back to camera, like messing his hair <laughs> up, and then he turns around and goes straight into the character. At this rate, John Colshaw could be winning an Oscar <laughs> next year. So if, we, if you were in a, a, a bio, who would you want to play? Is there anyone who you think you could... Oh, is, is there a Lucy Pinder bio? <laughs> there should be. Well, I think, who would I play? Um, who could you possibly look like? Jack, quite... Jackie Stallone? Maybe. <laughs> 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 I'm being unkind to myself. Jackie, yes. yeah. I think, you could, I think you could hey, play Bracky. Karen Brady in the Karen Brady story. You know, the That's managing director. That's not too director. bad. Yeah, I know exactly who you mean. Managing director for Birmingham City. Yeah. I think you could... I what about Karen? I'd be Billy Connolly. Like you Billy Connolly, like, no, but it'd be brilliant, you know, when he was going, Oh, I've been mostly playing the guitar, <laughs> but when I do the funny bits in the middle, they really go for that. Oh, yes, Billy, you should do that more. Do you think I should do more jokes? Oh, that's very interesting. I wish you'd done that when Adrian was here because it sounded like our deep sing Coley from, <laughs> uh, from the one show. What about you, Frank? <laughs> um, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't mind a crack at the elephant, man. Um, I, uh, I I need a haircut. I really do need a haircut. I was thinking of putting a, a call out saying, "Can someone come to the studio and cut my hair while I'm doing the show?" I've because, got a brilliant hairdresser. Yeah, I'm going to get him down here. Yeah, but it's probably cost an absolute fortune. But um, it's all right for radio hair. But I might. I need to get. Then I thought a stranger will turn up with a pair of scissors and we'll let them in. Is that a good idea? Anyway, um, I'd probably play Michael Sheen. I think in a biopic, I could I could get one of that two hooks holding my nostrils up. <laughs> so I look like him. Um, uh, for those of you who, uh, who like your food, um, songs on. Oh, by the way, Darren Brown's our guest next week. Oh, great! Um, oh, wow. So no need to send him a reminder. Uh, uh, for those of you who like your food, songs on y'all, and uh, who like a bit of a laugh, this is one of my favourite artists ever. I love this guy. This is Serge Gainsbourg with. Pauvre Lola. We'll all be back next week. Um, Au revoir.